Booyah! It's time for the Game Sports Show. It is your host, David McCaig Jr., bringing you another special edition upload powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, TGEM for short, and sponsored by Little Caesars Pizza. And I'm here to remind you to hit like, follow, and subscribe on the TGEM Network YouTube channel. Now, I want to get to our Little Caesars special edition co-host, joining yours truly tonight. And he's a frequent co-host on these Little Caesars special edition uploads. He's a part of the Game Sports Show and Game Entertainment and Media family as a general sports analyst. You hear his voice on these special edition uploads as well as our top shelf edition news shows. And he's in particular a hockey and video expert, one of the video experts here on the TGEM network. Now, introducing him, the one and only Alex Parr. Parzi, my friend, how's it going? You can't have a bad day when Dave's doing your introduction. That guy strokes you so good. I feel great now, Dave. Thanks. I try to make you feel good. I was actually going to bring up EASHL, but we'll save that for the news shows. Okay. Yeah, well, we, we got some time to get to that. That's for sure. Definitely. Now, getting to our special edition guests, um, guest here, he is a seventh round pick, 216th overall to the New Jersey Devils in 2004. Just so listeners know, that was the year Ovechkin, Malkin, and previous guest Rob Shrimp was drafted. Just a fun little fact. This guest played in 41 NHL games for the New Jersey Devils, Calgary Flames, and Pittsburgh Penguins. He has played over 600 professional games between the NHL. AHL, ECHL, UHL, and LNAH. He is also an alumni of the QMJHL and Bay Como. Playing 129 games over the course of two seasons before going professional. In junior, he racked up 427 penalty minutes in two seasons. And in 41 games in the NHL, he racked up 101 penalty minutes. Now, between the AHL, East Coast Hockey League, UHL, and LNAH, he racked up 2,337 penalty minutes. Now, I'm going to show some math here. That's a total of 2,438 PIMS in his professional career and 2,865 career PIMS between Major Junior and his professional career. Now, besides penalty minutes, he did put up points as well, uh, totaling over 100 in his full professional career. Now, please welcome today's TGSS special edition guest, Pierre-Luc LeBlanc. Pierre, welcome to the show, and thanks yeah, for buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Catch your breath, man. <laughs> <laughs> While I catch my breath, I'll take a drink of Northern Superior Lager. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got it. There. You know what you made me realize? I got to go back to cash at 3000 and I was that close. Really? I never got it. That's you were so I got to go back. You could have been known as Mr. 3000. That's right. That's right. This whole time. Or you could have retired at 2,999 like he did uh, in the movie. Bernie Mac, such a good movie, Mr. 3000. Get your agent uh, on the phone right now. we got to draft up some contracts here. <laughs> I got some spots on the men's league team. We can use my full scoring enforcer on the men's league team. <laughs> Listen, my men's league pims are up there. Trust me. <laughs> what are you guys doing in men's they, league to piss took you me off? Out of <laughs> yeah, you took me out of the street, but now I'm still I'm still playing hard. What are guys doing in men's league to piss you off so much? It's easy. It's easier. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's so stupid. They, they, you get guys that just want to, you know, they, they don't even know they're doing something stupid, right? Mm -hmm. Like a guy tries to take your head off. He thinks it's okay because you did that for a living, right? Yeah. And you know he's a little too slow. You look over, and next thing you know, he drops his glove, and I'm like. What have I done to deserve this attention here? <laughs> are you in a men's league that has other former pros? Or are these just guys yeah. going, oh, oh, okay. Because I figured that these yeah, guys yeah, might yeah. be going, oh, no, I want to but... go for the former pro. I want I want to take him out. I want to be the tough guy now. But it's other pros you're saying across the league? No, no. The pros are respectful. Listen, they, 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 get, they, know, it. they, get, yeah, they get it. They don't want to be part of this. I My neighbor here actually in Albany uh, played college in, at RPI. Uh, division one right and then he played in europe uh for maybe six seven eight years something like that he played in the coast a little bit and um yeah we we don't play on the same team we're good friends but he plays on a different team so when we play each other the the, the tension goes up a little bit, right. right i can't lose that game and then watch him mow his grass for two weeks <laughs> yeah knowing I was about that to he's say. the winner right like we to have say. to win that game yeah. if he beats you do you have to do his driveway with snowing or vice versa <laughs> oh you know what i gotta tell you he's the best of the, he actually we shared our backyard is shared and we have our our rink our outdoor rink is right in the middle of the two yards and he takes care of the backyard he mows the grass and he takes care of the the, the snow on it he's the best as good as it gets 
Oh, that's wicked. You know what? Even in, in the Sioux part, our men's league, the one that we play, we have those pros like Brooksy and that. And those you yeah. mentioned up here, the pros are actually most respectful. Now, I will say one thing. Former pro that plays on a team, and I'll say his name flat out, uh, Greg uh, Greg Amadio. Then there's Jordan Smith. Uh, Jordan Smith now, who's a part of the Sioux Greyhounds. He got drafted by the Ducks. His career was ended short because of an eye injury. Uh, Amadio yeah. played time in the, with the Marlies and some teams in the American Hockey League. Now, we were playing them in the finals a couple years ago. The game sports show made the mayor's finals, and we were up 4-3 on them, and I've never seen Jordan Smith throw a temper at his team. Okay, yes, they're respectful, but they're damn competitive. Okay, that competitive edge, you don't lose, and you don't want to lose, and I'm sure it's the same right. for your men's league. That's right. No, and, and I have a good group of guys. Uh, there's a couple a couple other guys on my team that played some college hockey, yeah. Uh, but the guys that never got to play, when they show up, it, it's it's their NHL. You know what I mean? Like they, they come to play, right? And and we battle. It's always respectful, but you always have one. And it's always a guy on the other team. It's never a guy on our team, I swear. It's always a <laughs> guy on the I other team. It's the asshole, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no. They, we play hard. We play, and it's fun. And I, I don't know if it would be a B League or, or something in, in Ontario. Um, but no, the, the boys are great. It's fun. Men's league is fun. They say, you know, that's where we all go when you're washed up. No, that's where even people go after they're done playing pro. Okay. And it's fun. It's fun, buddy. You know what? My, my buddy says it best. We all end up in a men's league. Doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to end up in a beer league. Yes, you it are. Is what it is. And the beer right. is so good after the game. Like who, who, who in the right mind gave us chocolate milk or water or juice after games <laughs> when I was playing junior and you're playing pro, they should have been giving us beer the entire time. It's more delicious. Like yeah. The age you can start right. throwing hits. You better start handing out the beers too. Oh uh, yeah. Now speaking of hits, we're going to talk about that later on the show. Cause I'd like to get your opinion, Pierre on hitting and minor hockey, but we'll get to that towards the end. Yeah. Okay. I actually was going to, I'm glad we opened the show with men's league because I was actually going to open up a fun conversation. I breaker about how I try to say uh, words in French uh, as par knows uh, I try to you know my fiance speaks it I I no uh, so I'm glad we went the route with men's league okay because I saved myself the embarrassment <laughs> uh, but I think you have the coolest French name though Pierre Luc I think that's that's cool I just thought I'd say that flat out now the one topic I want to get into is obviously I want to get into the fighting let's drop the gloves right away okay we talk men's league dropping the gloves let's let's get into dropping the gloves as you did as a player we'll go all over the place we'll go scatterbrained here now you're no stranger to fighting okay you've even fought players that have been guests on this show Okay, and I'll name a couple. Uh, you fought Cam Jansen more than once. Yeah. Uh, you you fought in Trevor Gillies. Uh, you fought yep. Jay Rosehill, uh, and you yep. fought a you fought a buddy of Brooksy's, uh, Joel Recklitz. Uh, so oh, yeah, <laughs> let let's get into the match you had. <laughs> Cam, Trevor, Sean. My head hurts, man. Why would you do that? Why you bring those names up? <laughs> You've had dude. Some hockey was so fight. tough. I don't. Oh, yeah. I honestly don't know how I got through those guys. You know, how did I survive that? Um, those freaking animals out there oh trevor like, especially gillies is a is a, a fucking animal that guy <laughs> he still is i don't think this guy's ever gonna stop man he's, he's unbelievable but but to me that the biggest rivalry i had i, I think ever was with record there was no like every game it was more and more and more and more and he was like he was bringing it back bringing it back and bringing it back and like jenny's fight there was, I feel like there was a long build up, and then it happened. And it lasted forever, right? But yeah, my fights with Brecker were all, were all over a minute and a half, and it was open, and it was like I, I I don't have a better word, but it was dirty, like it was not like nice and friendly and defensive. It was open, and it was oh. let's go, and yeah. nobody ever fell. And the videos are on fell. YouTube. They're wick. Your Tillies were wicked. Yeah. I would say that yeah. your Jansen ones caught my eye a little bit because you've had multiple against them. That was one that yeah. was kind of multiple. And uh, I know Cam is pretty open, especially when we interviewed him on Howie Tillies. But that's a good that's a good mention with Joel is that you t- those were fights that you just lined up. And I did take the time on, on my lunch today to make sure I watched those videos. I love a good old fight video. Okay. There's nothing better. Took a long lunch today. I pretended to work. No, <laughs> you know, and even like Matthew Claxon, there's another guy you fought. Oh, yeah. Cody Shelley, uh, other guys yeah. that you fought. And you know, the guys that if you're a Toronto fan, which a lot of people are in, in Ontario, you're either Toronto or Montreal, sorry, Ottawa. Uh, you're more so looking at those two other teams. 
And, you know, we saw the, the, the Colt Nars, the Frazier McLarens, right? That era of fighting has kind of transitioned out a bit. And like I said, I want to get into the taking out of fighting and hitting the near the end to save that topic for the end. But to get to these names, what was the most memorable Tilly that you had? I know you mentioned Recklitz, right? That's probably the most memorable. But was there one that had such a storyline behind it that you're like, shit, I'll never forget this. Or, wow, that was an intentional fight. That wasn't, like, just two enforcers going at it. That was, like, all right, we, we had to fight there. Well, I would say, I mean, of the 300 fights I've been on, I could probably drop 100 that, you know, meant something. Because I I had a few. Let's line up on the face-off, like, start the game the right way. Uh, I had a few of those. But my most of my fights were because I was running around or, or somebody was running around and, and – that there, there's always a story, but one that I'll, I'll share with you is uh, one of my best friends in hockey, Pierre Cedric Labrie. He played in Tampa for a long time. He won the uh, the cup in uh, Norfolk back in the days. Um, we were playing against each other, and it was a chippy game in Norfolk, and um, we played back to back. Right? I was, uh, if I recall correctly, I was with Albany back then, and we played two nights in a row, so Thursday or Friday, Saturday. And the Friday night, the game got chippy and we're in the center ice and somebody pushed me from behind and it's a scrum and I turned around, my gloves are off and I grab a guy and it's BC. BC was my partner, my training partner for six, six years. So all summers where he's where my drinking buddy, is my, you know, we train together, we sweat together, we, you know, we push each other for six years. And here we are grabbing each other and it's go time. There's 8,000 people in Norfolk back then, right? So it's like, so we got in a fight and, um, that one, that one stuck with me for a long time because you're in a moment where it's like, man, it's 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 do or die, right? Yeah. Like you don't, I don't know. We didn't think about that. I don't know if he's gonna just start throwing and knock me out, or if he's just gonna, you know, ease off. So anyway, we got it. We got in a fight. It was not a, an unbelievable fight, but we obviously we were meeting after for dinner. So <laughs> I'm at the bar, and he walks in, and he sat next to me, and we drank a beer. You know, probably took us. 30 seconds to drink that beer it felt like 10 minutes but not a word was said and um get to the point where like it was awkward right and, and uh john cooper was their coach at the time john cooper walked in the coach. bar yeah <laughs> coop walked in the bar and he grabbed us and he said boys what you just did out there was like unbelievable like i have so much respect for you too i don't i don't know the guy right i don't know him i, I never met him that's all i met him that was my first impression of coach cooper and he just walked and grabbed us, you know, like we, like he knew, he could feel the, the, the way we were. So he sent us a couple of beers and then it, it just went away. But that was one that, that if you ask me for one of my like most, uh, like it's hard to explain that feeling. Yeah. It's not like you're in, 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 in high school and you fight your best friend. Like it, it has nothing to do with it. Like it's, there's no, we're not pissed at each other. No. We're like fighting for our, our country, like for our team. Right. So <laughs> That was a weird one, but obviously the Jensen fight was something too. Um, when I fought John Mirasti in the minors, that was a some that was a pretty oh, solid fight too. There's another name. Um, Mirasti was a legend back home, and I uh, I didn't know much about him, but I was amped up because I knew I could get through him. <laughs> you know, you had guys pretty much hitting him with a baseball bat. Yeah. The guy would budge. You know, um, no, but there the, the, all the reckless uh, McGrattan was something else. Uh, my first. NHL fight preseason fight was against uh, Donald Brashear. Like, uh, that was yep. that was unbelievable. You know, big brash and yeah, uh, gave me a shot. I mean, I mean, we could go on and on, but I, I have stories for most of those fights. See, when I figured the toughest one might have been Trevor Gillies, but as you go on and mention mm -hmm. Moresti and you mentioned Brashear, uh, Par, I. Par's a little bit younger than me, Pierre. I'm just going to flat out say he's, I got about seven years on par. Uh, so I'm a 91 birth year. Par's a 97. Nailed it. Oh, there we go. 90, there you go. The 97 birth year. So I was able to kind of get that end of where, you know, the Domi's and, and Domi again, but when you compare Domi to Brashear or even to yourself, I, I'll, I'll say it's flat out. I feel like you would just drag Domi through the ice. So I'm just going to flat out say that. And I'm a tie Domi fan because he played of course in toronto and everyone knows he should that. be yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what he's like there's times when you look at certain fighters and you're like holy shit i am not fighting this guy and i really feel like 
yes, you'd be in there, but Trevor Gillies would be that guy because <laughs> he's it's just the, the hey, it's the goatee. That's all. That's <laughs> the goatee. You shave that it's guy, he's got a baby face. You shave, <laughs> you shave him, he's got a baby face. He ain't scary. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. he's he's he was he was one of those scary guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's not the biggest one, but man, is is the way he skated out there, yeah. right? Like he, 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 it's just something else, but. Off the ice, and you, you had him on the show. I don't know if you know him off the ice. One of the nicest guy you'll meet. Yeah, right? him and Brooks here, like best friends. He was in Brooks. Yeah, yeah, I course. didn't get to meet him yet, but my co-host, I guess, is really close. And I guess what Gillies does is he punches the wall before a game to get warmed up, like off of Goon, like what you think Liv Scriber does on Goon. That's 100% what Trevor Gillies does. That's nuts. That's that's crazy stuff <laughs> like imagine park went out there and just on the wall my knuckles would be shattered all the way back i've had a couple fights in my career they didn't always go the greatest but i can tell you I wouldn't line up against guys that were pierre or trevor no i'll take the same size and the same kind of skater what's your record fighting dave i never i never knew you were a fighter i don't know i, Come I, on. I Come on. i'll say 500 this hockey fight there's hockeyfights.com. Let's drop your gloves. I even forget what it's called. It's fine. I'm sure Pierre has a, a record of 295, 0 and 5, and I'll give the ties to Trevor Gillies. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, that was probably a tie when we fought in Jersey there. That was, <laughs> a, that now, was a good one. Is there a time like when coaches would like, it's, it's probably an easy answer, but you're on the bench, get out there. You got to fight, right? I didn't, I didn't have that often. I really didn't. Um, oh, good. I, I I don't know if it was. I, I don't know if it was because I, I they knew coaches knew I, I don't respond to that really well. Good. Like if you if if a guy sends me on the ice, I literally would have turned out and, and that that's me. Like I turn around and say, "Go fuck yourself," right? Like you fucking go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If I if I feel like going, I'll go. Yeah. All yeah. right. The one time it happened and. Um, I needed it, right? And I think the coach knew it. Is my first fight in the NHL when when Brash was, you know, pushing around in front of, of the net and Marty Brother is there and there's a couple of guys. And I actually looked back at the coach and and he gave me, you know, a sign, go for it. Right. <laughs> he didn't he didn't push me on the shoulder or tell me, but like I needed him to tell me to go because it's there's so much going on in your head. You're just, you, you know, 24 years old. I know the role, but is it the right time in the NHL? You know, you start thinking, and again, it's preseason. I don't care. Like, it's yeah. it's the biggest game of my life, right? Yeah. So he gave me the push, you know, without pushing me, he gave me the, the nudge, right? And so I, I went on. And a couple other times that happened in the minors where I I literally, I told, I turned around and a couple of times I went on the ice and I, I told the tough guy on, on the other side, I'm like, I'm not fighting you. My coach just sent me here. So let's, let's send him a message. I've done it a couple of times. That's, yeah. I agree with that. Like there comes a point. Totally in disrespectful. Or I'll, I'll even go to you. Next well, what's the response after you get off the ice after that shift? Does the coach say anything to you? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why, why are you here? No. Why didn't you throw him? No coaches? No, buddy. It's it, think about it. It's like the, the, I mean, I, I don't know if that's a good comparison, but it's it's like you 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 hit your kid, like you know you can't do that, you know it's not something you do. You don't need somebody to tell. You, there's no conversation after that. You don't need somebody to tell you don't do that. You know, yeah. you know. Even if you're the biggest scumbag, you know he did something wrong, right? Like there's other ways to do things. Coach could be like, like, are we gonna stop this? Like, is somebody gonna do something? Then I'll be like, yes, I'll go. Right. Right. That's one good way to ask. Let yeah. me go, coach. I'm on it, coach. Right. Not like go fight. Like, no, you can't do that. Anyway, I never responded well to that. Um, to, it was actually the opposite. When I started, when I was younger, uh, Robbie Thorek was the coach and for the River Rats here in my very first year. And he would come to me, uh, him and Kinnear, they would tell me, like, you don't fight this guy tonight. Like they would grab me and they would say, you know, that Dennis Bonvi guy, you don't fight him tonight. Okay. There's no reason for you to fight that guy. He's too tough. And sure enough, I would go and fight him. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he did it on you. purpose. I don't know if he was. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think he was. I, he did not want me to fight that guy because it could go wrong, but I did okay. But no, I had more coaches to hold me back telling me not tonight, you know, um, than coaches pushing me to do it. See, that's good to hear. You know, I know there's been some stories that I've heard that 
you know, that won't drop their names, but where they say, Hey, you're going out there to fight. And if you don't fight, you're not playing. And you know that, and that's, that's awful, right? Because you're just happy to be there. You know, your role, you're there, you know, what your role is. If you're a grinder enforcer, Austin Matthews knows he's there to score goals. He's not there to drop them in. Okay. You know, uh, Michael Bunting, you know, he's doing good in Toronto right now, but he's also there to, to draw penalties, obviously. Uh, so right. there, but there's, but there's roles that people have to buy into. Right. And that's where I think coaches, take it too far before more so than now. I think that's changed a little bit because now you got guys in the league that are known as the tough guys are Ryan Reeves, uh, Tom Wilson. Okay. And to be honest, I don't know if you ever fought Tom Wilson. I think that'd be a person I'd love to see you fight uh, based on seeing your videos. I'd love to see anybody fight Tom Wilson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I really feel like it's, it's, it comes a point in a game where you got to decide is this the right time to do it? You know, you're down to nothing first five minutes in the game crowds out of it. You're on home ice. You know, you are lined up against the guy. That's another fighter. Do you try to fight him? Maybe that is a good time. Okay. But if you're up to nothing and then the guy beside you is doing the same, you don't fight, but you know, if the way other way around, maybe that guy fought you a couple weeks ago when the lead was the other way around. So is that's there, right. is there a respect factor in the game that fans don't know? There was, there was, yeah, there was absolutely. And honestly, it sucked because the guys that I was fighting were fucking Gillies and Ricklish and Jensen. And, and, you know, I, 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 I would, I wanted to fight them and then not fight them again for another two months. But in the minors, you play the same teams over and over and over again. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you fight in my house, I'll fight in yours kind of thing. It sucked, but yeah, that's, that happened. But again, I, I did not stage it most of my career i did not stage it it was either a, a, a hard play and something happened or it was uh, you know a, a hard play at the end of a period and then the period would start and the guy would come see me kind of thing like i never i never i never performed or had good fights when i was just showing on the ice and let's go you know like what you said with with uh, gillies who could just get amped up and punch the walls and like yeah let's go <laughs> i i didn't have that i didn't i didn't that's, that's why you know that's normal you're was good that? you're that's normal yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's normal oh god par i'll let you transition to the next topic i know we went a little extra with the fighting yeah, yeah we talked about fighting a lot but let, let's let's let your skills shine a little bit what's uh what's a play you remember for something that maybe you impressed yourself even something offensive maybe like a cool between the legs score what's uh what's an offensive play you made that stuck with you well buddy my men's league plays <laughs> Okay. I got, no, I got some unbelievable goals that I, I didn't know I could do those things. Now, if I did that in pro, I, I would probably get crushed and, and never, you know, sit at the end of the bench and never play again. But I, my first NHL game, first point, um, you know, I, the way I remember it is probably not how it happened. Right. But the way I, you're going to tell me like, it's going to be way better. The way you're going to tell me it's going to be way better. I, I went in on the four check. Finish the guy, puck is there, no look, back and pass to David Clarkson, driving down the middle, shoot the scores. Like I did that, everything. That's what the Leafs needed then. When we signed Clarkson, we should have <laughs> just got you along too. Oh. oh, yeah, I guess I was the key. <laughs> you, you needed me. <laughs> Tell, me uh, Tell me you did it against uh, Toronto. Did you do that play against No, okay. no, it was against Dallas. <laughs> but here's another David Clarkson story for you, that my fight with Trevor Gillies was – Gillies was – Came after me. We're two games from the playoffs. They're out. We're in, yeah. right? I'm one of those moments where my coach said, Pierre, no fighting, right? Because Gillies is out there being Gillies, fucking running around. And sure enough, he comes after me. I'm like, Gillies, fuck off. Like, we have two games left. Playoffs are starting. I'm not getting hurt here. Come on. And he goes after Clarkson. Clarkie had 30 goals, I think, that year. Like, what do you it's think? that year. Yeah. yeah, that's how it happened. And that's one of those. When I tell you it was in stage or... Like that one, like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, so, you know, Gillies, like, he got on there, he found a way, man. You know, got to give imagine, it to him. I can imagine he'll yeah. find ways to get those, those are those types of enforcers that will just find that way to yeah. get amped up. Right. And that's, you know, we talk about men's league and junior, you know, you, you played two years in junior and I kind of want to rewind a little bit to the junior times where, you know, I'm sure you have some memories in junior. The, the tales I hear about the Ontario Hockey League is 
that's to say a lot of kids are getting it out of their system before they have to jump over to pro. That's just flat out to say it that way. So, but do you remember anything from junior that really sticks out to you that what, what made you kind of, cause we'll get into your professional and all that, but you grinded your way from the 70 professional to the East coast, the AHL to the NHL, you grinded a path for yourself to get to, to wear that NHL Jersey in New Jersey or Calgary or Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, what I what sticks out is as uh, I had a lot of people really help me. Um, I wouldn't say paved the way, but they made it possible for me, right? Um, and I was on another podcast last night, okay, just talking about it, and I'll say it here. Um, when I started juniors, I had zero fighting experience on the ice. I was a boxer. I was good at boxing. I had good fast hands and everything, but I I I didn't have any balance on the ice. Like I didn't know how to fight on the ice, so. I got my ass kicked eight, maybe 10 times to the point where my big brother came to me. He's like, what are you doing? Like, literally, like my brother was tougher than me. He was in fights all the time as a kid. Like, not in a bad way, but he was the, the, the captain of his team. He was defending his, his teammates. And he came to me. He's like, what are you doing, man? Like, you got to figure this out or you're never going to make it. Like, you're going to die out there. Like, my face was all blue and black and puffed up. And he's like, what are you doing? So, but I had a guy like Ryan James Hand, who's a, you know, Ontario guy um, who was taking all the number ones for me. Right. And he would let me fight the number twos, like the, the, the smaller guys. So he, he protected me until I became good enough where I could, you know, take over and share the load with him. So that was, that was my juniors, my, my best memory, I guess, of the, the, my junior years, I had guys like him, not only him, but there was other guys who were just helping me. Um, Hockey-wise, we didn't really have a good team. Bacomo was awesome uh, to play in. It was a small village, uh, maybe, let's say, 25,000 people, and the rink was 4,000. So on Friday and Saturday night games, when like, half the, the town was there. Yeah. You know, So if you were a robber, you, you were waiting for a hockey game, then it would go in people's cars and houses because nobody was home. You know, So <laughs> just a good way to make a living. Yeah, but no, it, was, it was awesome. Small college. like Everybody knew everybody. It was awesome. Yeah. See, and, you know, that's – and I'll say the Quebec fan base is, you know, so passionate, very passionate. Junior hockey is there. Major junior hockey is. It'd be a surprise how junior hockey is too, but, like, passionate fan bases. And you mentioned uh, Ryan Hand. Um, there's – he that year that you were there, he had a lot of penalty minutes too. So there's a guy that, like you mentioned, you know, probably was good to learn. It was really beneficial for yourself. But also, besides being able to fight, you had to know how to skate. You had to have the hockey IQ. You didn't make the NHL just because uh, like Sean William Scott does in Goon where he actually can't skate. <laughs> you were actually, you know, you're able to you have the senses. So you were able to build that all around and, you know, get to the NHL. It was a grind for you, but it must have been all kind of worth it where, you know, you got drafted in the seventh round to Jersey. I love, we talk about this on the show a lot with people that did get drafted. I want to know your draft story. Okay. I've heard some beauty draft stories. Uh, some people getting apples thrown at their head in the combine or some people were golfing <laughs> and somebody hit a hole in one after they golfed. Uh, like there's like, there's a lot of stories that you hear. I want to hear where you were for the, t when that phone of yours rang, I'm sure it was a flip phone back. Uh, Cause it was 2004. Cause that's what I had in 04 was a flip phone. Uh, and you probably got a call from someone, your agent saying you got drafted. I, no, man, I, I was at the draft. Oh, you were there. I was, okay. I was not on the list, right? I was nobody. I was under the radar. Nobody thought I was going to get drafted. Me neither. Nobody in my family. It was not something I worked towards my whole life. Like it was not even a question. I was invited to play junior which I did, you know, so a week before the camp, right. And uh, sorry, a week before the draft in June, I was invited to go to, to the draft, like to have an interview with the devils. Right. So my old, in my head, I'm like, whatever, it is what it is. But we were leaving on June 24th, which is like Canada day, right. July 1st, but it's for Quebec. Right. So it's the biggest party. All right. It's a party. There's four, maybe a hundred thousand people on the streets in Quebec, people drink everywhere. I don't know if they still do that. And I haven't been back in a while, but back in the days, like we're all having a good time and everybody's drinking. So it's the 23rd at night and I'm leaving the 24th in the morning. I'm like, I'm, I'm going out. Like I'm, I'm not getting drafted. You know, there's, I'm just, I'm not missing that night. So we go out um, the next morning, my dad rented a, a minivan. So we, we drove from Quebec to Raleigh 
North Carolina. Wow. We probably got there at nine at night, right? I'm not hungover because at 18, you're not, right? It was nothing, but I still, you know, stayed up late. And the next morning at 10 a.m., I was doing my, my physical, my interview, and my, my, you know, the workout. So I was in the car for about, you know, 12, well, 15, 16 hours. And then I had to go and more than that, man, that to be 20 hours. Anyway, and then I had to go do that. And, and I don't speak a lick of English, man. So I'm sitting there. There's one French scout who's translating with all the other scouts are asking. There's 10 people, 10 guys around the table. And they're all looking at you, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm just answering in French. And it's just the most awkward thing. Then I did my physical and, uh, and, and that was it. They sent me back home and the guy driving me. So I can't think of his name. I wish I did, man. I'm sitting there and, and you know, I'm a big guy and he's a tiny guy. He played, played, played hockey his whole life. I don't know if he played in the NHL, but I know he played hockey and he's driving the Suburban, driving me back and a couple of guys in the back. And he's like, Pierre, what is your dream car? And I'm like, my dream car? He's like, yes, when you play in the NHL, like he's dummying it down, what is your dream car? And I say, probably a Porsche, right? I want like a nice sport car, a Lambo. I don't know. He's like, oh, he's like, okay. Remember, he's a tiny guy. He's like, I get a Hummer and I drive over you. <laughs> so I'm in the car. I'm like, did you just like and say that? Like, what an asshole, right? But like, it was the funniest thing. I, that, that was the extent of the conversation. The whole like 30 minutes from my hotel there. Like, I think it was at Notre Dame, if, if that's even a thing, that the university down there. So that's all we said. That's all we talked about. And anyway, the next day was the draft first round. You said it like uh, Ovechkin and those guys get drafted. Back then, there were nobodies. So I'm like, probably, <laughs> it, could, it could have been me. Okay. <laughs> uh, then day two comes around. And um, yeah, I, 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 my GM at the time, my Bicamo GM, was the one who was pushing for me. I didn't have an agent. Okay, I didn't know nobody representing me, so he was pushing for me, and he was he was talking to the, the brass downstairs, and he was on his phone calling the GMs, trying to get me drafted, right? And um, yeah, he looked up. We were always looking at him, not 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 in a bad way, like just because he was trying to get my attention. And when sixth round came around, he's like, Pierre, Pierre, like, it's you, it's you. And sure enough, they draft another guy. So I'm like, fuck you, right? <laughs> Stop messing with the kid, right? I'm, I'm 18 years old and he's messing with me. But then seventh round came and they had two picks, uh, the Devils, and, and I was the first one they drafted. because That was it, man. I, it was just surreal. I was never drafted in juniors. I never played AAA hockey. I, like, so it just came out of nowhere. My 18th year old as a in juniors was just opening doors, you know? So when people, when I say people were helping me, like, and, and just putting me in the right situation for me to be successful, like that's it, you know. That that that's the kind of help I had or needed. See, that's the thing. You don't always and you don't always need that AAA hockey to get to that next. Right. You. This is a corny cliche, but like heart, you need the people say the right place, right time. Yes and no, but you need to have the heart, the passion to to want to get to that next level and i'm sure like your general manager and bay como realized you had that heart right so he yeah. went to bat for you because he knew you weren't going to let him down and obviously you didn't and there's sure. some people that don't like to put their name behind players because maybe they have an attitude problem maybe they think they're too good when they're really not as good as they feel but there's something you can't teach in hockey and that is heart you know heart like if you have someone that wants to try every shift i'd rather have somebody who doesn't know really the full IQ of how to play, but has that want to learn and you can teach them that way opposed to someone who's just like, ah, I, this is natural to me. Okay. So Dave, you're telling me I got a shot. You're saying it's not over for me yet. No, you're good. I'm, I'm 30. I got no chance par. We can work on you for a couple of years. Here <laughs> yeah, will come break. You'll teach you how to fight. And then perfect. I'll just teach you how to skate and not stop and hit the boards. Okay. That yeah. All five. Isn't McDavid a 97? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, see, it's never too late, but you got this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think comparing me to McDavid's probably the comparison we should be making here. Uh, Wait, I mean, but you were in the same sentence as McDavid. <laughs> A former yeah. NHL player said me and McDavid in the same sentence. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's Eat your heart out, McDavid. Eat your heart out. Par, I'll give you some light. Next topic you want to uh, that you want to bring forward here. I've been I, I steal a lot of the limelight. Sorry. So. Well, you said you were partying before the draft, but after you got drafted, what was the party like <laughs> after? Uh, I don't remember. It must have been exactly. Must have been good. 
No, dude, honestly, like the, the adrenaline but on the drive home, like I got home and it was over. I I I never wore my like they give you little like like hats and t-shirts mm-hmm. and stuff. I never wore it. I was one of those guys where you you until you make it, like you you're not I was not gonna wear the devil's stuff, mm-hmm. right? So I saw I was watching the other guys getting drafted at you know at 17, 18 years old, and they they were walking around with their Canadian stuff and I, I, good for them, but I couldn't do it. It wasn't me. I, I don't know if it's because I felt like I didn't, I hadn't earned it yet or, or if I didn't belong, but no, I just never did. Um, and then it, you get to New Jersey, right? And back in the days, they don't give you logos. Like we didn't have a hockey bag with a devil's logo on it. We didn't have t-shirts. We had gray, all gray outfits. So I was like, fuck, I should have done it. When I got <laughs> uh, I can picture so, those people that come in full tracksuit of the team that they got drafted. You know, oh yeah, you know, like the why <laughs> that you saying that such a nail on the head of how yes, you're proud, but there's a point of you know, like you not wearing it. You don't you don't need to yeah. wear it. Wear it when you get there. Wear it when you get and, there. And 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 that's it. And the other part of this, like the old draft thing, when I was and then I go back home and, and I talk to you know friends who you know, didn't get drafted, maybe are a little jealous, a little pissed off. And again, I'm not a hockey guy at that point. Remember, like I played double B, you know, triple A, double A, double B. Like I was in the third level of hockey my whole life. And then I go back and I, I was never drafted in junior, right? So I'd, I'd been to the experience and some people coming to you and saying, hey, congratulations, man, this is awesome. You know, I heard people talking like, well, wow, the draft in you know in 04 was not very deep. Huh? Like the first round was decent, but the rest sucked. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Who needs that? In the world, it went first over, if not the best goal scorer of all. Yeah, first yeah, round. yeah. But I, it fell off quick. Like the first three or four were good, and after that, it could have been anyone, I guess. <laughs> no, so that this is like to me when I was to go back to your question, like the after party. Uh, it was just back to normal, you know. It really was. I, I, I would do it differently, maybe now, you know, uh, now that I, I, I know what I've done. But back then, I was like, I'm gonna prove it, and when I'm when I'm the man, like then I'll be the man, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it, honestly, it's that's when the work starts, right? That's what some people say to me: is that yeah. once, you, once you get drafted, that's when the real work starts, right? That's, that's true. That's right. All right, now yeah, I man. have a shot. I have a shot to get somewhere i got recognized i got drafted now let's get to work right and you know i'm sure you enjoy it after you're proud of yourself but you know to be able to say all right time to go to work and you put in the work okay and that's a perfect segue to this next point we'll get into you work your way up the uhl the east coast hockey league the american hockey league you you did spend time you're up and down between the nhl and hl when you played but you get that call up from the devils in 0809 okay you get that first call up what was that call? Who were your line mates when you walked into the room? Did Martin Broder have a smart ass remark for you, or did Patrick Elias or, <laughs> or any of those guys? Did somebody have like what was that impression when you walk into that devil locker room that had legends because they were a boring team to watch in the early thousands? They were they were boring because they won games two one. That's because Martin Brodeur made 45 saves a night and they were so good defensively. Maybe not 45, but 30 saves a night. Uh, and they won multiple cups, right? It, it's, it, it's a, it was a great organization. Okay. And you walk into that room with legends. You must've just been pumped. Yeah. Check this out. I'll sit. You got it here. This is my first game, the lineup. No way. I don't know if you can read it, but you got, you got brother. Okay, Mike Rupp, Lenga Brunner, Gianta, Madden, Grise, Zubris, Salvador, Moto, Aduya, Green, Paul Martin, right? Kevin Weeks was the backup. Like the 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 names okay, that, I guess. Um, there are all guys who played four, five, six hundred games, man. Like yeah. That's so cool. Andre, Mike that Rodano, is... Brendan Morrow, Christopher Barr, Sean Avery was on the other James Neal. Oh, sorry. Right? Like I'm I'm who am I? <laughs> you know who am I? I'm so I'm walking in that locker room, and yeah, guys are being nice, but like, they, they, like, who am I? You know, and again, like, 24 year old Pierre was probably walking around with a little more swagger, 
but like if I could redo it again, I, I, my, I, I would have been starstruck and I don't know that I could have been playing back then, but that's where I'm going. Like now the guys get called up and, and there's, there's like six rookies on the team and there's, you know, eight guys that are under 50 games, yep. you know, and then you have the top guys. But back then, I, from what I feel like back then, like you, you might, your first game was when you were 24, 25, that was normal. Right. And, and, and then you, you still were up and down and, and by 27, 28, that's when you were established, unless you were one of those guys that, that was like going to make it. But except even Zach Parise played in the minors for over a year. Yeah. He played, you know, yeah. 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 So Tim Thomas the, as a goalie, the guy was a late bloomer as a goalie, especially I think goalies take longer than players to be honest right. now. Right. Right. They, uh, yeah. Goalies are, Different birds. Different, yes. You know, hundred <laughs> percent different. So, who who were your line mates that night? Do you remember who your who your line mates were? Uh, I don't know, man. I gotta say, Mike Rupp and uh, probably Clarkson. But I don't know who played. I don't know who played center <laughs> on that line because <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I think maybe P- Peter Verana was. Uh, it was his first game too, if I recall correctly. Um, so maybe Peter, I'm not sure. Team Wild. Isn't that cool part? He has that. I've never had somebody that has their first lineup in the background. Now that's- Is that the, the puck from your first point too? I Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's cool. not the right one, but yeah. Yeah, that's, it that's is. We'll this. say it is. It is, absolutely. Yeah, what, without what a doubt. What a dumb question. What a dumb question. <laughs> who's this guy? Dave, who's so, this yeah. guy? Yeah, you know what? You're right. Hold on. Uh, the guy <laughs> no, honestly, it's, uh, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of hardware, you know, like I have my jersey. I have a few jerseys. I switch this one once in a while, like from Devils to. Yeah, I was going to say, why the Calgary one, not the Devils one? Just, I just like the colors. Yeah. Just change it up. Honestly. It's, it's a good it's a good jersey. And I had some good memories over there. It was fun. I really enjoyed Calgary. Great guys, too. Some legends over there, too. So yeah. I like having that jersey there. Mm-hmm. Par, you have a Calgary jersey in the background right now. Yeah, it's way Par. in the back. It's signed by Fanuf. Uh, oh, yeah. Leafs oh, yeah. legend. <laughs> Leafs legend. Well, he on- was good with the Leafs. I know. He Until was. he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of flack. I can't imagine what it would be like being scrutinized by that many people. So I'll let it slide. You know, yeah, your first game was against, you said, uh, Avery and what team? Was Dallas. It? it was Dallas, eh? Okay, yeah. so Avery, it wasn't when Avery was on the Rangers doing the stick thing to Broder. No, like that. no. What would have happened if no. you saw Avery doing that to Broder? What would you have done? If you I don't know. I don't know. I Is it that bad? Would you have grabbed him? I feel like if that was me, I just would have tackled him to the ice. Probably not, because that's a penalty. I mean, that's true. what is he doing? He's waving a stick in front of him. Like, he's not doing anything. I when I was watching, honestly, my my opinion was like he's a douche. But but like, why would you? What's the big deal, right? And I agree, somebody probably should have taken his knees out just so he stops. But then you're on the kill. So I, I don't. I can't remember what was the score. What was the score of the game? Uh, th- I know the Devils were up. I don't remember the score in the right? game. Right. So I if it's sh- like a, if it's a five-one game, yeah, you're going to take him out. Yeah. You can't do that in front of Marty, but like. Again, like, I don't know. I don't know. Didn't Avery score on that too? I don't remember that. Like, I, I think it was think they so. left the zone, I didn't came think back. We'll into this much, too much detail about her, or else I would have researched it a little bit. More. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah. I was in the minors that game, so no. Oh, you see, and then I know you mentioned legends, legends in Calgary, right? Uh, you, again, La Jokinen, and you also had Craig Hartsburg there, yeah. who, fun fact, yeah. is one of our casual analysts on our show. Fun fact, Craig Hartsburg. Really? Uh, you know, Hartsy, uh, obviously Canadian World Junior Coach legend. He's won multiple medals there. And then Pittsburgh, you had Sid the Kid, Malkin, uh, the Flower. You, then you had yeah. your boy Matt D'Agostini, who's a friend of mine, a friend on the on the show as well. So no when, shit. Yeah, yeah. Tell him I say hi when you see him. Oh I will. God, He's wild. over in Switzerland. Uh, I think he just okay. finished playing, actually. Um, but at this time of recording, and just so listeners know, we're in March recording here. So uh, we will. I will tell Dags you said hi. So it's it, there's a lot of – you've had some on Shared the Ice, a lot of legends, though, okay? And I would say Broder, Crosby, Malkin, and Aginla take the – 
the full mantle. No offense to Parise and Ilias and Lagan Bruner. Just yeah, I'm sure they're losing sleep over it. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they. I would say that arguably out of everyone that you played with, you know, uh, I, I would like to say D'Agostini was the best player just as a joke. But you <laughs> got a joke. What do you mean? Stand by that. Crosby must have been something to be sharing the room with. I know Tyler Kennedy talks about it all the time about him, but that guy is, it was a freak of nature, especially in those uh, times. He still is mind you, but you know, he, he's something else. Well, I have a lot of respect for said because the, the, for two stories, uh, first one is first junior game. I think it was preseason was against Becamo. It was our big rivalry. We played each other eight or 12 times. I think it was eight. In his first game, I want to say he had seven points. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the ice for half of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, that, that was it. So he, he, he would crush us every time. And they had a tough team, man. So every time I would always end up fighting because uh, it was a shit show. It was always six, seven, eight, nine, nine to one to two to three. Like they, they were all over us. So we would fight, and 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 that's why I racked up so many pims and, and juniors. But no, just in pro hockey, I, I tell that story to anybody who, who, who names Crosby. There's two stories about him. First one is when he when he walked in the locker room first day of training camp, he he, he looked over and he, I didn't like I didn't see him for ten years, right? I played against him, I battled against him in juniors, but who am I again? I'm just a tough guy, right? And uh, he walked in the, the the gym and he looked over and I'm on the the bike with a couple other minor league guys and looks over and he beeline and came right to me. He's like, big end shakes. Like, Pierre, so nice to see you on our side this time. Right. Wow. Didn't have to do Never that. Did. Didn't have to do that. But that's, you know, he sets the tone. Like, this is, this is our house. Like you're in our house now. Like, good to see you. So anyway, and fast forward, like a couple of weeks later, still in training camp and uh, I'm going out to dinner with a few guys and, you know, Crosby joins us and we're in Pittsburgh and uh, there's a there's a fan who walks over to our table and she's like I'm, I'm like no she wants an autograph so I get up right and then, so she goes Mr. Crosby I like that bullshit always the same <laughs> yeah. so I sit back down and she goes Mr. Crosby my grandson is at uh, I I think it was Taekwondo next door like do you mind if I go get him for an autograph and Sid's obviously he's not gonna say no to that but that's before we even have our food right like so it's a long dinner and we're we're just eating and the kid never shows up. We get out. Of, we get out of the restaurant. First of all, he didn't take the bill. Okay, so bullshit again. Okay, <laughs> so we go out, and uh, there's like he's like hesitant to be to leave. Like he's just standing there, and he's we're like, what's going on, right? Like so, so he's like, well, I gotta go find that kid. Oh. And we're like, what do you mean that kid? Like we all forgot about it. But he was like, I, I, I'm, I, I said I would wait, right? So it's like I'm gonna go to that take one. He he left on his own to go find that kid in that Taekwondo place to sign an autograph. What How guy. fucking classy is that? Like, I say whatever you want about the kid. This, like, I have chills just thinking about it. Like, this is, it was unbelievable. He's just something else. Um, but my favorite player ever to play with was Marty. Marty Brother was just, you know, if you ask me who's the biggest legend, like the guy who had the biggest impact on a team, it was Marty. If Marty was playing, you were winning. You could not not show up. You knew that he was going to stop 90% of the shots, like even more, like 92, like every single night. He never let in a bad goal. So if you walked in the locker room and Marty was playing, you 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 had to, right? Because if you didn't score two goals, because you, you scored two, you were tied, yep. right? Tied. You scored three, it was a win. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, was, it was just, uh, yeah, it was just, something else you know it was nothing like it and i love the class act by you know a lot of the the uh, players that people tell the stories about crosby's one you know and i i've re- i've talked about stories about walter gretzky with me the legend i sit in gretzky's corner i call my i'm pointing this way there it is uh the gretzky's corner in our office you know a big impact his dad actually had on my life we were pen pals and he went out to dinner with me at a hockey tournament one time and the stories i was told were great so the reason why I bring up that story, and I've shared the, the, the memories on a previous podcast that I uploaded on the uh, day after his death, and, uh, and I could, you know, remember those stories like they were yesterday, right? So I guarantee you that child that Crosby walked in and did that autograph yeah. for, that yeah. the rest of his life, that's in here. You're not forgetting that, right? And even yeah. yourself, look, 
you you remember it because how neat it was. Imagine how he feels. And that's the impact about when you are a role model. You know, I when I was younger, I looked up to any hockey player. It doesn't matter if they were a superstar, if they were a minor leaguer, if they were an enforcer, if they were a grinder, you know, it doesn't matter. I you know, you, you look up to them and that if Crosby didn't go back to see that child, maybe that tr- child would have disliked Crosby and it would have scarred him, right? It would have maybe upset him. So that little act of kindness goes a long way. And there's a lot of hockey players. I'm sure you can probably talk about a few that were assholes. I'm sure there's some that are like, fuck this. I don't want to give <clears throat> an autograph. Fuck them. I don't care. You know, like, no, I don't have time. Oh, look at that. Look at that over there though. I'll go talk to that. And people know what I'm talking about when I say that, right? They, there's some people that are that, but that one minute where you say, yeah, bud, one sec, that, yeah, bud, one sec, that cool little, you know, kind of uh, mean Joe Coca-Cola uh, commercial, with that smile where he throws that sweater to the kid, those little moments just make such an impact on a child's life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do miss that. You know, I always, I was the guy that, that uh, was doing my part. Sometimes I was playing for four games in a row, but I, I had to do the, 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 the skating after it. Like you said, you're, you're, when you're in the moment, you don't always love it, right? You don't know, maybe, you know, your dog died that day. <laughs> having a shit day, but you still got to put a smile on. Um, but yeah, now that I'm retired, like I'm, I'm out of it. I do miss that big time, you know, so. Hundred percent. Now I know we have uh, went on an extra topic. We'll get to our kind of the final topic before we get to conclusion, Pierre. Time flies when you're having fun. This is a yeah, special yes, it's fun. Definitely, this has been a special edition upload of the Game Sports Show with Pierre Luc LeBlanc with myself, David McCake Jr., and Alex Parr. Now getting to the final topic, Parr. I was going to transition to you to kind of ask this question, but I'll ask it. Then I'll go to you, Parr. Then we'll get Pierre to answer it. We'll go that way with it. I want to ask your opinion. Okay, about stuff on today's game. Okay, and I, I've never went with this with a guest, so I kind of want to change it up and go with it with you because you played the role of an enforcer. You know, you have the hands in men's league now. You're a sniper in men's league, uh, and you know, as a previous enforcer in the game, okay, this is not as occurring as much in the National Hockey League anymore, right? It, and we've touched on that. And youth hockey overall has changed in Canada. I don't know as much about the United States. I still think the, in the United States are still pesky and hard to play against, I'm sure. Uh, but body contact is something now, and even Ontario, that doesn't start uh, until the under 15 kind of area. And which I think is a joke and a bad idea because I remember learning how to hit an Adam, I believe it was, or novice. And I learned how to hit growing up. And then by the time I hit under 15, Hi. under 16, under, uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> under 17, you know, there's been um, a change over with like, you can get hurt now with people, right? And hitting and fighting, fighting's taken out of the game. Um, and a lot in junior where refs are jumping in and they stop them and the NHL, you don't see as many fights either anymore. So I want to talk about hitting and fighting and I'll go to hitting first Parl transition to you kind of your thoughts about hitting. And I love how your daughter came onto the show. We've never had a child come onto a show before. Is that legal? Is that legal? (laughs) (laughs) Daddy wants to say, I come say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely come say hi. hi, Yeah. Yeah. Hey! Hey. Does she play hockey? hockey? Are you gonna play hockey with me? No. What? (laughs) (laughs) Who's better, your dad or you? Stop that! Stop that! No. Who's better, me or you? Dad, me. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Definitely better. All right, go watch the show, baby. I'll be right back. Awesome. Go, go watch the show. Yeah. Yes, they can. <laughs> you gotta go. Bye bye. I love you. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. You know, and par like I was saying, so, the, the hitting, right? Par, it's it's different. I know you never played the minor hockey par, but when again, I've never played hockey, period. So I mean, we don't have to really differentiate. Well, you play now. You play men's league now. You're first year. First year. First year skating this year. But Pierre hitting and fighting in hockey. You know, I want to get your thoughts about how they've changed it so dramatically uh, from you know, how it was previously to now. And if it's dangerous, because I really, and this is more of a serious topic. I think it is serious how they're not teaching kids how to hit till later Uh, fighting. I don't think you should take out of the game. That's what I want to dive into with you. I, so I'm a big believer. (laughs) Okay. You got to learn when you're young because you don't fall from as high. Okay. But I'm not a doctor and I respect 
what doctors are saying about the concussion and the brain development. Okay, so and we can get really technical on that. But if you ask me, like my hockey players opinion, right? Take away the, the concussions, take away like the injury part uh, or brain injury part. It's better to learn when you're young, a hundred percent. Just watch my last game. You saw my, my last fight two weeks ago, right? I Did was you see looking that at the dates. I was looking at the dates. I'm like, 22 he's still going oh buddy yeah so i got called up in that league in, in the east coast right for mm. to play for the quebec team there and i get on the ice and, and it's a d2d up to the center and i'm at the blue line and i'm lining up that kid who had two seconds to move over you know which back in my days nobody would have gone right right at me like like this kid had no idea what was about to happen Oh, no. Like, you can't come up the middle and expect me to not just run you over. Like, so that kid didn't learn it. So I I got to experience it like two weeks ago, what you're talking about. Well, no, he didn't. He's he's (laughs) going to do it again. Because I'm not not in, yeah, but I'm not in that game. Nobody's going to run that kid. True. Right? The hockey they play today, it's it's totally different. Yeah. So it's, I I, I was, uh, very annoyed when when fighting was being removed um i was very very annoyed actually and when they started giving those those suspensions and those fines which i had one you dropped the name matt claxon earlier my first big suspension was when i did not hit matt claxon in tree in training camp when i was in calgary was in vancouver you can find that video online it was the one of the first suspension uh, brendan shannon gave out i literally went to hit him and Claxon turned us back and we had our, our days. We hated each other when it was in Philly and New Jersey, right? And But there was a respect. There was a, a lot of respect actually. But anyway, he turned us back and I jumped not to hit him. So I hit my my my, my hand on the, on the board and protected his head, literally. And he was fine. And he, I'm sure he will tell you that story. I did not hit the guy, right? It looks like I did, but I didn't. So anyway, I got suspended for that. So when they started giving those suspensions and the, the game started changing, I, I was very, um, I was, I was pissed off, man. I was like, this is our game. This is the, this is how it's always been. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now the game is faster and there's less hitting, there's more skills. And I think the game is great. I love watching, watching hockey now, but there was a transition from where they started getting those penalties and maybe in, in 2010, Good point. Yeah. To like 2020, where I, I I was like, are you kidding me? Why did you not hit that guy? On the back check, man, like there was this was a classic hockey play. Like you're back checking. If you catch a guy by the red line, you finish your head. So this guy can't go on the four check. That's hockey one-on-one. Yeah. Now they don't finish that guy. So this guy goes on the four check and he hits their D. They do that all the time. Like they don't teach the game the way they teach it. They, they used to teach it. So I don't like it, right? It makes me um, mad just to think and talk about it. But the game is great. The way the way it is now, I, there's so much skill out there, man. I, I love I love watching those young guys. Those my neighbor, right? Like he's nine years old and, and his hands are filthy. Like I, I'm not hard to beat. You're gonna say, but like he's got more skills and can do more with his hockey stick in a park than I ever could. So. It's just a different, it's a different game. And with YouTube, kids can't learn how to hit watching YouTube, but they can learn skills, right? So true. They pick up on so much stuff out there. So it had to happen. It really had to happen. And I hate to say it because I, I love the physicality. I love how, how hard and how tough it was and how not everybody could do it, right? You had to be special to be a fighter. You had to be special to be, the guy that was running around, like that Jeremy Roenick, right? That Taidomi you dropped earlier. Like you had to be special. You couldn't fake it. You couldn't fake that. Like you, you, it was, it was it. Now I feel like guys who have skills can fake that they're tough. They can fake that they're working hard. Tom, you know, I feel like they can fake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no comment. Uh, he's, gonna, say he's gonna knock me out. He's gonna fly from Washington and knock me out. No, I, and that's the video. Jimmy Mazza was the guy's name. February eighteenth, twenty twenty-two. That was the the play, the video that we're talking about. I honestly, 
and you mentioned a good point, like with hitting, cause they're small and they learn the skills there and all that. But that's what I'm afraid of is that when they're older, they just won't know how to do it. So like, I don't, right. you don't have to do body contact, but I still think you can teach it. There's a difference between doing it in a game and still teaching it. And that's where I feel like in a practice coach should do five minutes. I remember getting a gauntlet as a kid. Now thinking of that, look how dangerous that is, where you just get rocked by 15 guys going down the boards. Doesn't matter what size you, your head, right? Like I probably have a concussion. I don't even know about it. All right. But like, <laughs> cause of the way I act anyways, but jokes aside, they, <laughs> uh, it'd be maybe five minutes in practice. I hope these coaches are taking the kids aside and doing some hitting, just kind of show it to them a little bit to prep them for when they're older fighting. No, like honestly fighting, it's hard to, to teach you learn it as you get older i'm not saying because right. getting more at the game but hitting is a key component because when they get into those older ages if they're just getting exposed to it at 15 they're gonna someone's gonna be six three as a 15 year old and they're gonna hit someone who's five two and that guy who's five two is not gonna get up off the ice that kid's gonna get right. rock center ice he's gonna be sleeping till next tuesday and he might not ever play hockey again right there there comes those times where you know when you're gonna hit someone you go ah he's smaller you kind of you don't let up but like, it's the way you hit when you learn how to hit someone who's smaller, you, your body just knows it's hard to explain how you're going to hit. But if I go hit someone who's six, five, I'm going to try to be a little bit stronger and try to reach a little bit. Cause he's taller. Right. And I learned that, but now people that are learning later, that's where I just kind of feel that they, hopefully they still teach it to a certain degree before they expose it. Yeah. And, and as a kid growing up, you, I would learn that on, on the outdoor rink. Yeah, good point. you know, it wasn't hard hitting because we didn't have shoulder pads, but like you, you were getting brushed off and you were getting used to getting, you know, taking a hit. But yeah. now with the gear now and, and the speed of the game, yeah, it, it happens quick, man. And McDavid's really slow though, so he's easy to catch on to. So hey, slowing down. You <laughs> noticed? Yeah, he's slowing down. Yeah. It's he, wasn't it? Isn't he the second fastest in the league now? Oh yeah, that's and. <laughs> If Jordan Cairo, yeah, like Jordan Cairo's faster. I think he let up in the yeah. all-star skills. Speaking of the all-star skills, I'm not a fan of it anymore. I used to yeah. love it. It's a joke now. It's an absolute joke. But, you know, Pierre, it's been a fun time, my friend. Before I go over to you to say the goodbyes, Par, I'll say thank you to you because the best for last is Pierre. So I want to say thank you for you for taking the, the time to come chat. No worries. Had a man. good time. You did. <laughs> I'm happy you did have a good time, Pierre. You know, we... Uh, connected on social media and i'm happy that we were uh, able to connect to have you on now I, before i let you go i want you to promote yourself or use some of the time to promote friends if you want i kind of give the last couple like last minute to uh, the guests to say if there's anyone who's a friend of yours that uh, you want to promote that they're doing a friend that's doing a clinic uh, free range or if you want to promote yourself or where people can get in touch with you if they ever want to talk kind of kind of spoil our listeners uh, with some content that you have if you want to promote anything all right um okay well i'll promote myself and my my friends here my local people um my second, my real passion, well, I'm in real estate. Obviously, I sell houses. Um, love it. I'm starting a team. Um, we're doing really good. Uh, but the, the, my real passion, other than, than, than work, is uh, coaching. So we're starting a program here, a AAA program for the summer. Um, not your typical four practices a week, travel three hours to go play a game on Saturday kind of program. We're trying to stay local, every very light program. And I, I really think it's going to be good for the community and the people who are helping me build this, uh, the upstate stars we're called the people helping me build this have the right, or they're doing it for the right reason. So it's all non-for-profit and uh, we're going to have a bunch of former pros uh, coaching the kids, the local kids in the Albany area. So, um, we're doing our tryout actually tomorrow night. Oh. So we have 65 kids who signed up um, and that they, they're kids, man. They're like six, seven and eight years old. Right. Cause my little guy's seven. Yeah. So I'm going to be involved with the mites. Um, and I'm really, really blessed to have people like that who are going to push me and, and, or give me a platform to work. Right. Just like yeah. I said earlier with Becamo and my going up story. So um, I see it as an opportunity to help other people and, and, and touch a lot of kids at once, uh, not touch in a bad way. Okay. That's their hearts. <laughs> like, <laughs> touch their hearts. There you go. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, buddy. <laughs> I could have gone wrong. I could have gone wrong. 
and it's um, over. Bang, bang, bang. Open yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's <laughs> oh, going to jail so no i i yeah this is this is it man and if i can say something like for former pros it's it's tough to retire it's tough to be removed from the game but having an hour of shooting the shit with guys like you that i don't necessarily know but like we, we just connect man hockey's that for me it's a it's a big family and you guys are are way out there and, and on the wrong side of the border <laughs> and you cheer for the wrong team but uh, at the end of the day we can have a good conversation and like seriously like you guys are ever around albany in the area you go to a game in jersey let me know i'll, I'll love to sit down with you and just uh, go enjoy some good hockey maybe oh, we'll get trip. a fight that, that's the plan, to be honest, is as COVID restrictions. Oh, I thought I wasn't going to say that term once on the show. There it is. It mm-hmm. found its way in. Uh, but once we can actually go over the border without getting arrested, it feels like, uh, where we plan to do a nice little trip in New York was what I'd like to Let's do. Let's go. Uh, to see the Rangers, Islanders, and and Devils. I'd like to see them play the Leafs, though, of course. But we'd like to do a little trip to do some media stuff. So when we get down there, we're uh, definitely going to connect 100%. Right on. Right on, my man. You're my guest anytime. Awesome. I appreciate that, Pierre. I appreciate you taking the time. Again, Alex, thank you. And also to our listeners, I want to make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on the TGM Network platform and subscribe and like and follow the Game Sports Show, thegamesportshow.com. There's a lot of big things coming and here with TGM. It's an ever-growing brand. Uh, the video content that we have, the audio platform that we have. If people say they can't hear us, listen, you just got to search Google. We're there. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, just so everyone can go give us a like and follow on there. And make sure to check out Pierre-Luc LeBlanc on, on Facebook and social media as well, as well as as a platform that you're launching and coaching. I'm very happy to hear that you're getting giving back to the community in that way. That's great to see. Now, getting to the conclusion, I'd like to remind our listeners to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.